This is Christian Peter. I'm sorry, but the stories I have about Charlie are not appropriate for the public. The right case of the Mondays. It's Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hope you're doing all right. So we'll run down Charlie McBride, Mr. Blackshirt, get his take on the Super Bowl and some uh, spring football topics as uh, Nebraska is still in their winter conditioning phase. David chimes in on the stream. A lot of basketball thoughts and talk. Nebraska's NCAA tournament starts Wednesday night. You can't lose a game at home uh, like the women did to Rutgers. You are amen. Absolutely right, David. Uh, Nebraska has some winnable and losable games. You'd think they'd hold serve at home, but you got to go get this one, I think, Wednesday at Northwestern. To, uh, to keep uh, in good standing with the tournament, with where you're at. And right now, you're, you're one of the last few teams in the dance. Let's welcome in Mr. Blackshirt himself, a Monday with Charlie. We say hi to Coach McBride as we kick off the Blackshirt Hour. Coach, how was the weekend? Thanks for a few uh, minutes today. Oh, it was, it was good. You know, I, last night I watched the game, but jumped out of my chair a few times. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> That basketball's getting to me. I think. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't blame you. I. We were talking before the the top of the hour here. I was like, I wonder how, how Coach McBride handled last <laughs> night. And and well, how did you handle last night? I know you said you just about jumped out of your chair, but we've been. Well, Elijah's been better than me. I've been beating up the officials a little bit, and I don't like to do that. I mean, there were things Nebraska should have done better, but there were some real horse bleep calls or no calls. Well, the thing that got me, I mean, I don't know why it did, but it, I was watching the TV and they had a timeout and they scanned back to the Illinois bench and the Illinois coach was there and all of a sudden the official comes over and holds his hand up next to his mouth and whispers in his ear. I figured, well, that guy's got points. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I uh, uh, I thought, you know, the one thing is, is I always look at it probably different than some people. I look at it, yeah, how hard they played. And they played hard, and to me, that's all you can ask, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, the, the numbers of wins and losses sometimes, you know, it doesn't mean a lot. If you got if your kids are just going like heck all the time, and he, you know after they had a couple of real thinking spells there for a while, I you know I was kind of worried about them, but I think they've got to know each other better and practice together better more, and now I think they you know they're I think they get better every time they go out. So we'll see how it goes in the end, but I know they're trying hard. Well, they they did a a great job of, of being resilient. They played confident, like th- they played as confident on the road as they did at home, and that's been an issue. They didn't they weren't perfect, but they didn't play. Uh, they didn't look the same to your point, like they have in some other instances uh, with Maryland and and the way they got beat at Rutgers. They still get whacked on the rebounding, 
but that's just something they're going to have to keep working on. And coach, you uh, you, you you know football, but I think you you know enough basketball as far as loving the sport. That's the work in progress, isn't it? Trying to toughen your yeah. guys up. I mean, and that's just right. it. This team's tough at times. Can they be tough all the time? Well, I think a lot of it has to do, you know, that there's a lot of guys that are really tough, but when they don't know exactly what they're doing, they're thinking a lot of times and they take the toughness out of their system for their thinking. And, ah, okay. You know, they can't just turn it loose and, and uh, you know, really play with the tons of confidence, but that's what I'm seeing. They look more like a, a, a kind of like a smoother basketball team. You know, it doesn't, at first when, when we started the year out, we were doing okay, but we were, we looked like we were playing street ball almost, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, now they, they know each other. And I think each week with the, with practice and I think coach said something before where that he really had some tough practices and, more than they've been, you know, uh, during the year. And I know that's probably helped a little bit, you know, not to – because there's a lot of guys that come in here that have never done that before. I don't care if they go to a junior college or a high school or whatever it is. You know, a lot of guys don't know what a really a hard practice really is. And, and I know for a fact that at Michigan State, he put football gear on them, the shoulder pads and helmets. It wasn't yes. going to be tough. And then they went and practiced. Hmm. And, and they stoned each other for a while. I mean, I don't know what they went through, but I know that he did that. It's Charlie McBride with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. We talk Husker basketball. They're toughening up. And, and coaches, you talk about toughening up. How do you as a coach, this isn't just pertain to basketball, but really, really any sport, in a, in a season where – Everything that can go wrong has gone wrong on the road. It's looked bad. You finally have a chance to win one, and then you're either a couple plays away, maybe a couple calls away from getting a win. You don't get it done. How do you keep that positive as opposed to letting this team get negative and get down on themselves? Because that's the two directions you can go from that. Yeah. I think with the the basketball this year, it's just been confidence and and with each other, not not really, really knowing each other as players. You know, these guys, like I said, most of these guys play together year-round. And, uh, you know, these guys haven't had that chance, and that means a lot. I mean, you know, I've said a thousand times, it starts in the weight room, and the players have to decide how good they want to be. Coaches can push you and yell and scream and do all that stuff, but they have to want to really want to do it, and and that's where I think they're they're starting to get, you know, everybody's starting to – know each other to feel feel responsible for each other and uh that's that's kind of what you have to go through with young people and and so that's why i've always kind of started about kind of it, they, they probably think i'm a little bit wacko <laughs> when i you know i get i'm hard on them and and i want to see what they they can handle and i can tell you know just by watching them uh what kids can do what in certain situations and pretty soon you know you know well some guys you can yell at and some you can't and some you you know it's just and there are certain things that turn on certain kids that uh and you know you got to know what buttons to push and i think that's where the coaches are starting to learn too and so uh you know to me that's confidence in each other that you know and you know, it's a brotherhood, and and if you get one or two guys that don't want to 
do what they what everybody's doing, they can break the brotherhood up pretty easy. I mean, it's easy to uh, it's hard to build something. It's easy to tear it down. And uh, I think they've all gotten to a point where they learning their roles. You know, as a basketball team, you know they they're learning their roles a lot better. And the coach is learning a lot about you know what kind of roles fit these kids. And I mean, you hear him mentioning that all the time. You know that uh, he changed his role, or he did this or that. He found out that he doesn't. He fits in a better situation. So, you know, it it goes, it goes like it goes like a thermometer <laughs> back and forth. But when they get to know each other, they all on the same page. Coach, that gonna, helps. Excuse me, coach. Going to ask you about the Super Bowl. It's Charlie McBride a Monday with Charlie. And it's San Francisco, it's Kansas City. The Chiefs are trying to get back-to-back in their third Super Bowl. And Chiefs defense, Niners offense, and, of course, the two quarterbacks, different stories. Are you excited about Sunday? Do you think this will be a classic? Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a, a, it'll be a, it'll be a real good game because I think that they both, you know, I think the uh, confidence and um, – you know the, the quarterbacks, especially especially at San Francisco, mm-hmm. have really improved o- over the year. And and you know some that's what happens. You get enough you get enough practice or playing with guys, they make you better. And that's what's happened at San Francisco. He, he he's he's feeling a responsibility to to what he has to do for the rest of the team and and. Not worrying about well, I'm going to make a mistake or something like that. You can't do that when you're a great team. You got to just play, and all that other stuff comes naturally. I mean, you you have it. You know, when guys fumble or when that happens, it's not it's not it's because somebody did something on the other side that was exactly right that made you do it, and that you know it wasn't your you know it wasn't like you were intended to or weren't prepared for something like that. They all try as hard as they can, and especially in this game, and you, you, you can tell the difference. You get in the playoffs, everybody says the same thing. Boy, wait till you get to the playoffs. Why aren't you playing like that all the time? <laughs> you know, it's my question. How, how come you're not, you know, playing like this all the time? And, uh, you say, well, it's just just during the playoffs or whatever. What's the deal? And so you, you know, right there, they're telling you that their mindset is 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 different sometimes. It's those guys that want to keep going and keep going are the guys that win. Well, Charlie, the saying has been out there for uh, for a long time. I get your thoughts on it. I'm sure somebody else will say it this week. Uh, maybe I'll just be the first. Offense wins games, defense wins championships. You've seen that with the uh, the Chiefs, especially this year, where their defense has really stepped up in the postseason and has carried them to the Super Bowl. The 49ers have had a great defense for a long time. Uh, I think if you look at it right now, you might give the advantage based on how they've played recently to the Chiefs' defense, despite the 49ers' defense stepping up when it's mattered the past couple games. Do you still think in modern football, though, that that saying holds true, that offense wins games and defense wins championships? Uh, I don't think so. A lot of times I think the defense just hangs in there and the offense is really exceptional and you win. I mean, that, you know, that, that you can see that. Um, that that's been our case sometimes. I, you know, you see uh, when we were, when I was coaching and, and no matter what level you're at, 
you know that that can you can always you know climb that ladder when it when it comes to but uh, winning is is uh, is a not a sometimes thing with with uh, with your players. Winning is an all time, all the times thing, you know, and and so if if you can if you can get them to play as hard as they can play and they get beat and you know they're playing as hard as they can, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Now the fans are gonna they're you're gonna get it, okay? <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get it. But again, it's 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 a it's all it's all in the mind. I think a lot of times, and and how you feel about your your brothers, you know, that you're playing with. You don't want to let them down, and uh, I don't know. It it's it's a crazy thing because a lot of times with each team is different. But I'll tell you one thing: the one thing I do know is that they don't score, they don't win. <laughs> So that's the way I've looked at it as being a defensive coach. I mean, if we lose like we lost at Arizona State, nineteen to nothing, well, that's we we had a bad day on offense. You hear Tom saying, "Well, I, what about us? We stuck to join up because we gave nineteen points." And mm-hmm. giving people nineteen points nowadays, the way to throw the ball isn't a bad deal, but it it wasn't good enough, and and it wasn't all the offense. I'll guarantee you that. Coach, going to wind down and get your thoughts on Rex Burkhead. He retired today. Rex is 10 years in the NFL, great career in Lincoln, and a nice recruit out of Plano, Texas. I think you remember Rex, and uh, what an what a ambassador for Nebraska and beyond. He's tougher than a box of rocks, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, and that sometimes <laughs> Isn't good. I mean, I coached Mike Webster, and he was, uh, of course, the first one they really found out about CTE and and that kind of thing. And um, you know, those are the things I always worry about: guys that are running backs and that, that you know they're banging around all the time and and been that many years in. You just hope everything's going to be okay for him in the future. You know, and uh, he, he's he's the kind of guy that is. You you know a lot of times I think the word loyal is hit the bricks, but mm-hmm. he's one of them that is, you know, a loyal person and a loyal. You can he, he's that kind of a player too. Mm-hmm. You know he plays he plays for his partners, and um, that that's the thing I think when he gets done and really sits down and thinks about it, he's going to think about his teammates before he thinks about himself. Totally agree with you, and uh, he is from a a uh, well his his mentality from a bygone era. I mean, it was cool uh, to watch him play in Lincoln. Got a prediction for us at all, San Fran or Kansas City? Where are you leaning? I, I, you know, I, I I'm leaning. I hope Kansas City wins. I guess, but because I've always kind of been a little bit, you know, we're living close. I, yeah, I don't favor to him, but. It, it's always, you know, it's always good to to, to see some somebody else have, you know, enjoy the the best part of their their career. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'll be happy if the Forty ers win. I mean, I'm not going to go around and moping because Kansas City didn't win. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I I feel pretty even on it. I mean, as far as just, I don't say 
Yeah, I won't be sitting in my chair on pins and needles. No, you'll enjoy you know, enjoy the I'll moment. I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. Enjoy the game. More probably. I like it. If, uh, yeah, if Kansas City wins, I'll be happy, and the 49ers win, I'll be happy, too. Enjoy the game, but, but more think, importantly, think, enjoy I some wins. What, I, think, I think the 49ers probably are, are really about ready to pop. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, like it's about... You know, they've had a little bit of an on-and-off year, but I think that they've got the people that can do it. Coach, we'll check in next Monday with some thoughts. Thanks for the time today. Okay. Good talking to you. Good to chat, bud. Not (laughs) snowing. Talk to you later, guys. Thanks.